And finally, testing for the new season of Formula One is in full swing. We've got some footage here. It's of a kitten chasing a leaf because, frankly, that tells you as much about how the cars will do in an actual race as early testing does. And yes, I'm just being told that I've been fired. Hello, welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed. We're going to need to get a bigger room or more microphones or something because I'm Gareth. He's Richard. Hello. He's Zog. Hello. And he's Jonathan Sanderson. Hello. Never have we had so many people gathered around one microphone. That's ridiculous. And there's a very good reason because I thought we'd do a chat where each of us gets to talk about car which we really love which usually most other people don't like so who's gonna start off Zog, i think i would call this cars i would defend is there a car that you would defend yeah the one that springs to mind is skoda rapid the classic crappy old skoda one of the skodas that all those skoda jokes were made about you know oh can you give me a locking petrol cap for my skoda seems like a fair <laughs> spot like a you know, <laughs> <laughs> sure, i haven't heard that for a know. long time it's funny you isn't know, it how quickly you move on if you said that to somebody under the age of 12 who yeah. was vaguely aware of cars no Wouldn't sense get of history Wouldn't, yeah. i've got a skoda joke for you you go, why? You'd be like, going, I've yeah. got a brilliant Mazda joke for you. Why would you have a Mazda joke? What's funny about a Mazda yeah, joke? Exactly. Cars. Perfectly well, yeah, good cars. What's wrong? But, but, but this is the thing, you know, we were cracking all of those gags about Skodas all those years ago, and they were terrific. There's the motorsport aspect to it in that Skoda were very strong in rallying. They were, yeah. But we're talking about road cars. And this Skoda Rapid that years ago I drove with some friends in a little convoy with another couple of cars and we had a four wheel drive Fiat Panda and uh, Putsch Diadem the Putsch developed system I believe was it? Uh, we don't say Putsch do we? how do we say it? Puch how do uh, the Germans say it? Who, Austrians uh, what they, it, only they only made bicycles they only made bicycles and the Fiat Panda 4x4 that's true <laughs> well and you know the Fiat Panda and nice the Hufflinger thing. as well the Hufflinger oh that sounds like a character in Norse mythology yes foresters all have Hufflingers what do you do for a living I'm a forester you got a Hufflinger yeah how did you know ironically all professional Hufflingers have Subaru foresters but what does Philippa Forrester drive I know someone who saw her in her pants once that conversation's <laughs> moved away from cars and a Suddenly, I'm more... I'm years ago. Imagine oh, right. that. I'm, yeah, anyway. I'm, I'm suddenly very interested um, in, the, in this aspect of the conversation. I'll do but back to the, but back, Sorry, back, back to the Rapid. The Skoda Rapid, it's, yeah. Back, it's not a great-looking car, I will give you that. But beyond that, on this trip, it turned out to be absolutely magnificent. It outperformed everything else in all the important respects. Basically, we were on our way to go skiing somewhere in Switzerland, and it got further up the mountain than the four-wheel drive panda would get on the one occasion we had a slight mechanical issue fixed it in about two minutes with a paper clip broken throttle linkage wasn't too hard oh i thought you were just locked uh, out (laughs) but uh, it was fun to drive it got us there it was a cracking little motor and i love the skoda i know why you like that car i just told you why i liked it yeah, but the <laughs> <laughs> now I know why he likes a car. Yeah. No, 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 you were just saying, I know why you like that car. And, and you know, let's apply Sherlockism. The same CSI Baker Street thinking that if you meet someone who owns a Hafflinger, you say to them, Are you a forester? Right? Apply the same rule. Why does Zog like that car? 
What Zog knows? I'm just rear engine like a Porsche. Yeah. Well, you see, actually, this kind of sort of predated my obsession with Porsche, so we can't entirely put it down to that. But now that you mention it, it is actually true. I was just thinking that I hadn't mentioned the fact that it's an unusual configuration is definitely part of its appeal. The fact that it isn't something, you know, like every other cheap runabout out there. It's got some character. It was the unusual configuration, because not only is it rear-engined, if memory serves, it has an alloy cylinder block, but an iron head. Is that right? Completely the way around to the way everyone else was doing it back then, because people would sometimes run to an alloy cylinder head. So why did they do it that way around? I have actually, no I don't know, idea. I have absolutely no idea, cut. because it's really half-assed. But oh, everyone's doing, everyone's doing, doing it the other way around, so it's off-cuts. Off yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were using the bits that everyone else was using. The other saving grace of the Skoda repeat is that it gave us one of the best advertising slogans of all time. Go on. It's a Skoda Honest. Was that the repeat? No. no, 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 no. The latest. But without cars as crap as the repeat, you can't have the slogan. I see what you mean. But I'm I suggesting that it mean, wasn't. Yeah. Okay, without cars that were perceived as being as uh, crap as the repeat, if you'll accept that correction, if that, that suggestion. You read Car yeah. Magazine, oh, Richard, oh, in the 80s, yeah. like me, when you were a child, right? Yeah. Me, I was a fully grown adult. Car Magazine were very pro the Skoda Rapid. Mm, they, they, they were. They, oh, I, yes. I remember. Car yeah. is usually right. 60 brake horsepower? Don't know, but it felt like more than that. Because it, it was made out of tin foil. Well, exactly, yeah, you anything. know, it didn't weigh anything, exactly. And also, if memory served, didn't the bonnet, which was the boot at the front, yeah. didn't it open sideways? It did, actually. Yes, you like, oh, like grand oh, piano. Yeah. If there was somewhere you could kind of combine a Skoda Rapid and a Grand Piano, that would be a vehicle. But it would have an ivory body and wooden keys in a sort of perverse reversal of the norm. Yeah, it's, it's an ecological disaster on wheels, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yes. Twenty four elephant. elephants went into the making of this car. And now on the light channel, it's another exciting case for everyone's favourite detective, Special Agent Skoda Rapid. <laughs> Special Agent Rapid, good morning, sir. Morning, Constable. The butler did it because he was recently written into the old lady's will and her sons were trying to get her to change her mind. Um, we haven't received a telephone call to tell us about the murders yet, sir. Really? Blast. I seem to have done things the wrong way round again. We're playing a game on on speed, on, on speed today that you can play as well. Cars I would defend. You know, you're in the pub, someone says, oh, such and such wasn't such a bad car. Everyone else goes, oh, no, it was terrible. And you will defend it. Jonathan Sanderson, what is the car that you would defend? The Morris Marina. Ah. Now, I I need to clarify. The Morris Marina was a crap car. Yeah. It's not a car that I'm going to claim was fantastic. It was rubbish by just about any metric, unless you were seven. Yeah. And the particular Morris Marina that you had experience of was bright orange, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Well, it was the 70s. And it was a coupe. Yeah, I was going to say. Which was quite cool. Yeah, right. And it didn't have the vinyl seats. It had the lure kind of mesh, so you didn't quite stick to them as badly as was you Was it a 1.3 or a 1.8? 1. 1.8. Get in! What so very sideways, but you didn't care about any of that stuff when you were sitting yeah. in the back and you were going on a holiday up to the North Yorkshire Moors. What you yeah. cared about was that you were in an orange coupe. Yeah. And that it broke down all the time, 
which meant that you got to experience the AA every year. I mean, you're every year, you, get, you turn around and you see your car on the back of a low loader as you've driven back to Hull. That was cool. And I have the Morris Marina to thank for that. An experience that strangely is much more satisfying to a seven-year-old child than to the adult driver. I got time <laughs> school and everything. <laughs> OK, you're defending it from a personal point of view. What other point of view is there? Well, Richard, <laughs> Fair point. are there any grounds that we could defend the Marina on? No, none whatsoever. No, there is one. <laughs> there is one. Its door handles were ubiquitous. That is true. They were. The yeah. marina flap. But, but that was cribbed off someone else. But that's else. defending the door handles. That's not defending the marina. Wasn't that on the Maxi? Uh, no, the Maxi had different handles. No, they were cribbed off AMC in America. Not we're doing AMC. a sort of flap style Oh, handle. really? And then Peugeot had their own sort of flap handle, and everybody went flap handle crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I took a picture on a Virgin Atlantic 747 last year of a little micro marina flap that opened a cupboard on that plane uh, that the cabin crew kept things in. That's quite a niche audience for that picture. And, I yeah. haven't actually, you know, <laughs> sent it around the world to everyone. It hey, it look at this email, look. Hasn't gone viral. Didn't the Range yes. Rover have Morris Marina door, or well, was it Maxi door handles? Hang on, hey, Which let's one? get this in order, because the four-door Range Rover had the marina flap. Yeah. The three-door had just a very elegant trailing edge, little sort of, uh, another flap, no, a little a flap. But very, yeah. very nice arrangement, very neat, very elegant, but mm. when they made it into a four-door, they had to stick the old marina flap on, as featured also on the Lotus Esprit. Ah, so it's waterproof then. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but somehow a fish got in there. How did the fish get in there? Explain that. It wasn't leaking that much. Um, <laughs> this is not my favourite Bond car, that's another one we're going to do, and I'll tell you mine now. Oh, that's, yeah, that, that could be a bit of a Stop longer. it. The Marina, I can think of a good reason for the Marina existing. They had to do something with the rear suspension from the Morris Minor. No, they didn't. Mm. They could have just left it on the Morris Minor. <laughs> I did once pick up a copy of a book that was a retrospective of Ital design and all their triumphs through the years. It was some sort of 25th anniversary or whatever of the studio. And the one product that was clearly and markedly absent from that book was the, the Ital. Morris Ital. Oh, yeah. yeah, but there's a reason for that, which is that Ital design didn't design the Morris Ital. It was done in Birmingham by Harris Mann, who also did the Allegro and the TR7 and the Princess. So was Ital Design not involved at all? Ital Design got involved because they productionised it. They did all the sort of actual maths to translate the designers' sketches and clay models and blueprints into something that the machine presses could work with and that the assembly people could work out because there were some sheet metal changes for the Ital. They were designed in Birmingham, but BL were a bit busy doing the Metro and stuff, so they got Etel Design's productionisation department, which also did the current BMW Mini. They did a load of work on that for them. It seems to be an odd thing to farm out. By all means, get somebody out of house to do the design because you want to sharpen things up, but it seems odd to get somebody in-house to do the design and then... Get no, it happens all the time, that's well, the thing. It's just, they, yeah, because well, it's, it's a sort of sheer manpower and nowadays a computing power thing that you just need to do it. Yeah, the current Mini, the sort of second-generation BMW Mini, Etel Design did a load of stuff on that in terms of the maths that's involved in getting it into production because mm. it's sort of more complicated than you might think. Unless you're Aston Martin in the old days and you just bang bits of aluminium over bits of wood. But they were going to call it the Marina Etel to try and leverage some of this sort of Trying association. people that... Uh, and just, and yeah, someone yeah. in BL went, well, let's just call it the Etel. Let's really nick their identity and use it to sell cars. Hmm. But no, that's why it's not in and Jaro's portfolio, because he didn't do it. There, some boffins mm. in his back room did wow. some maths on it, and that's it. Yeah, I like it a little bit less, mate. We've got really... <laughs> but our orange coupe was cool. You're not taking that away from me. 
Ito? Sean? Come here a moment. What is it, Papa? Sean, your mother and me, well, we've got something we have to tell you. I'm afraid the thing is, Ito, you're not really adopted. What? No, son. We told everyone we got you from Italy. But the truth is, you're no more Italian than I am. Wait, I'm not Italian. I'm a Brummy. Yes, son. What do you say? What do I say? I don't know where to start. Well, it's to be expected, son. Starting and being reliable have never been your strong points. We're playing Cars I Would Defend. Zog says he would defend the Skoda Rapid. Jonathan says he would defend the Morris Marina, but it has to be a 1.8 orange coupe. Yes, NAM 566T. It's very specific. <laughs> Particular registration number. Well, can you remember registration numbers of your car? 617 yeah. FDM was my yeah, mother's. Um, Wolsey Hornet. So DDM 69J, my mother's well, Mini. Really good passwords. They're really good passwords. Good passwords. Yeah, other people's car registrations. Other people's. Because I'm not going to say my system, but I have this based on something. But yes, I'm not going to say But similar sort of thing. Things you never forget from years ago. Yeah, I use Welsh in mine. That'll confuse them. You ever want to break into Gareth's computer? Just L, L, L. Oh, no! You guessed it. And so. That's lovely. So, Richard, what car do you normally get what reaction from that you would always defend? Oh, there's loads, but when you raised this as an idea for this show, about two minutes before we started doing the show, (laughs) it reminded me of something, the way that I got here this evening, because I was running a bit late and it was cold and I'm idle, so I called a cab, and I've just moved house, and the cab company near my new house run a fleet of Toyota Priuses, Mm. or Priuses. Prior, prior, I think Prius is pri- because Prius, Prius is, is not a Latin word. It's true, it's a Therefore, yes, yeah, can't be pre-adoptera. Or pre-apeds, because actually there are three correct plurals of octopus. Octopi is correct, yeah. octopus is correct, and octopodes is yeah. correct. Octopodes? Not many, not many people know that. Ooh, so yeah, cool. so next time you have that argument, three correct plurals. Fantastic. Please continue. Also sounds a little like a Bond villain. Octopodes. Well, what are we saying? Is it, we're saying Priuses. What are the other Priuses? options? Priuses. Well, pre, Pri-I would be the pre uh, the one that would come to mind, you know, if one's trying to be a bit... Priani? Yeah. Actually, it's, it's right. Anyway. The Prius. So the Toyota Prius. I don't dislike the Prius, and right. I've driven it. I haven't driven the latest generation, but it's all sort of the same. I think it's like a sort of anti-car. You just sit there and you guide it, and the engine moves away, and sometimes it doesn't, and it runs on batteries, and mm. it's bought by people who sort of seem to have the view that they're saving the planet and possibly overlooking some other issues with it. But it's actually just a sort of roomy five-door hatchback. And this is why I'm going to put a case for the Toyota Prius as a thing of excellence when used as a minicab because it's got a lot of room in the back, the ride is quite decent, it's quiet round town, it cost me... Not very much to come over here. Now, I'm thinking, is this because this firm uses Priuses and they're passing on the fuel saving around town 
to the customer. Who knows? But I was pleasantly I surprised at how little it cost me. Well, yeah, no, they're not. They're, no. they're charging me less than the firm I used to use at my old place, which was nearer to here. Okay. It's a must in London. I mean, I know many camps have an exception. They all have to buy a licence for being yeah. in the congestion zone. And then mm. plus a lot of private drivers pretend to be minicab drivers mm. and get an exception. By You're still doing that, are you? Yeah. Yeah. I thought Mercedes I saw a Previa outside. So I was driving a Previa now. Yes. No, but I, yes. There were things like that. They found when they looked into this, not they found like people with Mercedes SLs like registering them as minicabs. Mm. Bloke just up the road from where I used to live in a house with a driveway and on the driveway is a Hyundai Atos with one of those taxi stickers in the back no. window. It's like almost the smallest car outside of a Smart. It really is taking the p- to do that. I think it's disgraceful for anyone to try and pull that. It's just... Can I, can it's I, well, something can to fall back on, a, isn't it, if, if everything else goes wrong. Can I, can I yeah. speak up as a representative of the audience outside London? We don't care. Ah, yes, OK. <laughs> fair, <laughs> no, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your problem. But I, see, I would agree, as a city car, as a city taxi, Prius... Great, I went into town and back in one to a BBC job some time ago and I had a good chat with the driver about it who found it reliable and quiet and economical and exactly the same as what you observed, Richard. There's room in the back. So what mm. you're saying is that it has all the properties of every other minicab you've ever been in? No, mm. no. It's quiet, no. economically no. conversation. No, boring no, no. With first the of all, quiet, no. no. Most of them are diesels, noisy. Yeah. And usually they have some sorry, kind sorry. of Just because we were talking about 80s marinas fog. doesn't mean <laughs> no. that the diesels are still noisy. Come no, on. they are. They are. They're always there. It, often because they're also running a little bit out of whack. And so there's something wrong with the injectors. The check engine light is almost always on. <laughs> yes, true. And true. Uh, often at the them. moment, the sort of sweet spot of cabs in many places is the old-shaped Passat with the pump douce VW yeah. engine, which is noisier What's than that. Couldn't get a Primera. Yeah. Couldn't get a Primera. Primera yeah. or a Laguna or... Yeah. I don't know. I just think that they're not quiet, and particularly there's something tragically wrong with the engine and or suspension. There are all manner of noises. And a company that's taken the effort to buy a almost new Prius is, in my book, doing well. It's a great minicab. I'll tell you what else I like about the Prius, actually, to be in generally, is that particularly for a Toyota, has a very futuristic interior. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, yeah. it is, you know... Yeah. It's quite about, a nice yeah. thing to behold. And they do something the very, very clever that nobody else does, and I can't really think why. They put the controls for the heater and the aircon on the steering wheel, uh-huh. just where your thumbs would be. Mm. So if you want to just turn the temperature up a notch, you just dip with your thumb on it, and then you want to turn the fan down dip mm-hmm. with, your, with the other thumb. And it's ingenious, very elegant solution. And because I hate passengers fiddling with the... AC. That's mm-hmm. my job. I'm the pilot. That's correct. Yeah, you the get pilots make, you may make give the co-pilot permission exactly, yes. to request yes, changes right. to yes. some aspect of the controls. Yes. Or he may he... not do it himself no. or herself. <laughs> yeah. Same applies to music, of course. This yes. causes some tension in the oh, relationship. I think we've covered this before, haven't we? we have. stuff like that. Yeah, it's I why I can't buy a McLaren MP412C, because they split the vent controls like yeah. an old dispatch. Yeah. And the passenger can play merry hell with their side. Now, I'm sorry, that's out of bounds. I still like to know what they're to by looking yeah, right, at yeah. my control panel as the pilot. That's why you can't buy I'm McLaren. not really a control hey, freak, yeah, right. but this bothers me. How much would you hate travelling with a guy I used to work with, I'm going to name him, Simon Watson, some 25 years ago. He was a tour manager, and he would get in, and whether he was driving or whether he was a passenger, whatever vehicle he was in, whether it was rented or yours or whatever, he would line up the air vents till they were vertical and balance them in the centre till they were vertical or horizontal. Everything had to be uniform. 
Mm. Utter OCD. That's OCD. Yeah, OCD. That's, yeah, that's just OCD. Yeah. That's fine. Something that's just similar. Tidying up. Afflicts that's okay. my tidying up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. tidying up the car when you get. I mean, you know, it, it was it's, very tidy. It makes me instinctively nervous. You've seen the inside of my car. I don't want anyone really yeah, tidying up in there. Yeah, I mean, that's okay. the inside of your car makes me that a bit uncomfortable. <laughs> but that's just I don't like stuff moving around while you drive. <laughs> the event thing reminded me of my Top Gear colleague James May, who has the similar affliction. But this brings me to the conclusion of my point. I think the Toyota Prius. I have no particular desire to own one or even to drive one again but I think as a minicab it's superb but I'd reminded of one pitfall of its silence my top gear colleague Richard Hammond was once going to a job very early on and the TV people sent him a taxi and it was a Prius and it's about 5.30 in the morning they're cruising through the streets of London Hammond slipping in and out of consciousness just still nodding off very very tired pull up at some traffic lights he sort of nods off and then he wakes up some minutes later he believes to notice the lights are on green and he can hear a gentle snoring noise from his driver. <laughs> it was also nodded off because the no, complete silence of a really? Prius at rest had created a lovely balming environment for them mm. both to catch some <laughs> Funny you should say that. Well, I've thought, uh, well, okay, you first. We'll have to save yours because we've got to finish this. Well, uh, very quick. Okay. Um, so when Toyota advertise the Lexus CT200 as the which, as we all know, is just a Prius with a posh frock on. They're absolutely right, aren't they? Having fallen asleep at the wheel of a car that was not only still making a noise, but driving at full speed. <laughs> uh, I don't think you can entirely blame the quiet car for that. Blame the driver. No, in fact, I've done that in an old Mini on a motorway as yeah, well, which not, takes some not, doing. It's not a good idea, is it? Just call me Catman. Double sprung seats, feather stuffed headrests, Egyptian cotton seat covers, built in cocoa dispenser, and an indicator noise that sounds like this. The new Toyota Prius Land of Nod Edition was recently described by Car Choice magazine as incredibly relaxing and unbelievably dangerous. Test drive one on the M6 tonight. my turn to do the car I would defend thing. Richard, you know what it is. I wish you didn't know, then we could all play the guess what Gareth's chosen game, because I bet you'd never guess in a million years. I can sit this one out if you want to have a crack, and I'll just make noises whether you're close mm. or not. Okay, we'll have a brief game, go on. Is, is it a car, or is it actually a car that nobody really hates, like Richard? It's a reasonable car that a lot of people really dislike. Did it sell in significant numbers? Yeah, mm. yeah, big in its sector. Big in its sector. 50... What was its sector, though? Well, when I tell you exactly. what the car is, you'll understand. But it got Fiat 50%. Multiple. No, I love the Fiat Multiplayer. You're Easy right, that, yeah. Great, it's great, great like guess. It, the only odd, car... odd looking it's not as interesting. The only car that's clearly better before the facelift. Yes. True, true, agree. Yeah. Uh, 
but still really not great was either it? way. The multiple was better before the fancy. Oh, I thought you were talking yeah. about your car. No, it's not the car I've chosen. Thinking. No, okay. the car I've chosen. European or American? European. Well, <laughs> international really, but it's European, yeah, European. Okay, a product of the Ford Motor Company, perhaps? It is. Yes. Okay, okay. It's always a Ford, isn't it? An oddball Ford. The Jelly Mold Sierra. Lovely, but not that. Ford Console. Lovely. No. Always thought that the name Ford Consort they should use. It sort of invokes the console, suggests escort. Consort, the Ford Consort. Okay, oh, a, a oh, new okay. One with, oh, with, hang uh, on. had crumple zones and, and padded dashboard, the Ford Condom. Concertina. Oh, the Condom. <laughs> Very safe. <laughs> hang on, I've got something. Ford S Max. No, everyone likes the S-Max. Great car. Oh, okay, fair yeah. point. Oh, yeah. True. Everyone, even people who don't like the S-Max like the S-Max. Even people who work for Vox. Shall I tell you? Yeah, you're right. What was the thing that wasn't a Granada that looked like a... Console. It was also a console. Was that a console? Yeah. No, I think it was Scorpio or something. The, the uh, thing yeah, that was... Yeah. The, oh, oh, yeah. The, the big frog eye one, yeah. Not the Scorpio. What did we call it? The uh, Scorpio. Yeah. It was a Scorpio, wasn't it? You're right. Sorry. I think you're going to have to tip us off. I think you're going to have to give us a bit of help. Okay. <laughs> I was distracted by myself. From yeah, we do a piece of playing Name That Ford now, which yeah. is not, not yeah, perhaps it's, it's, as exciting not... a game as you may have advertised, Gareth. Well, the car I've chosen is possibly the least exciting car Ford have sold in Europe in the last 300 years. Okay, this, and they haven't been selling cars that long. Escort, this no. is going to take on. some justifying, then. The Ford Fusion. Hmm. <laughs> well, that's it for Gareth Jones on Speed. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, I really like the Ford that, Fusion. Okay. Zog just did the Ford mm. Fusion in one noise. <laughs> mm. Come on, case for, the, case for the defense then. Well, people look at the Ford Fusion and they say, you know, what's it for? No, they say, I should have bought a Nissan Note. That's what they say. Uh, they do yeah. say that. Well, they say, hmm. I think in a lot of cases they said, I did buy a Nissan Note. Because once the <laughs> Nissan Note came along, that was the, the end Ford of the Fusion. Fusion, the Fusion. But it's worth saying as well that I think that Fusion production has ended. Before it even recently. started. <laughs> um, they're still on sale. You can still order them. Still from the stale, did you still say? Still stale, yeah. Still very stale. They're still on sale because they were built in Cologne, Cologne and yeah, in yeah. Brazil where they made two versions. They made the Fusion out there and they also sold this thing called the EcoSport, which is a stripped-down version it's of the Ford Fusion. Start, is it? No, that was four-wheel drive. It's a terrible name. And the car that's going to replace both of these cars worldwide is going to be the new EcoSport. You've seen it. I think it looks weird. It's poor. But I love the Fusion in the same way that I love the Panda, the first Panda, probably for the same reasons. It's like a minimum automobile. It's a car that you don't need to think about. It's a car that older people can enjoy because it's slightly what taller. What sort of recommendation is that? <laughs> old people. You're saying they should have called it the Confusion. Really? <laughs> Big buttons with large, you know, <laughs> large outdoors. Yeah. <laughs> Bifocal windscreen and, <laughs> and sat- you're in resistance seat. <laughs> no, and guys, sat now guys, shouts at you. Guys, turn I left in a hundred yards. Turn left in a hundred yards. Have you got it with you? <laughs> I've got one of those. Guys, can I just remind you I'm 50 and so, you know, I'm looking at this car going, oh, oh that's nice. Is it wiped clean? <laughs> oh, the comfortable seat. Do they do it yeah. in grey? <laughs> it's a tall car, and when you're older, getting in and out of a car, 
That is... But a route master is a tall vehicle. But I wouldn't as well. recommend you that. Zoom around in one of those, going, "Oh, it's very practical." Also, it has all the advantages of extra ground clearance for looking over hedges. It doesn't. It does it's have not that ground tall. Clearance. It's about four mil taller than a Fiesta. Just, Just enough for you to get your bad knee in. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, my sort of not real grandma, but sort of adoptive grandma, used to live in a little bungalow in North Wales, and to get into the drive. It was such a steep camber that a regular car could not do it. It would bottom out. My Saab would bottom out. Two cars got in and out of there really easily. A cousin's Ford Fusion and the Suzuki, what was it called? The tall, small um, Vitara. The the two-door Vitara. So what you're saying is your adopted grandmother's house was impenetrable to anything except awful cars. (laughs) (laughs) Because the Vitara is horrible. We're we're not disputing that. You'd probably get a Suzuki X90 in there as well. X90. X90, Oh, I bet that would go in a treat that way. (laughs) Your grandmother going, oh, I wish someone would come and see me who hasn't got a bloody awful car. (laughs) Or any Citroen, the Weemers of which ended up on... On lots of supercars, yeah. And, yeah mm. I, I think the fusion has a valid place. Also, South Africa it does really well in South Africa. Countries where you don't. So did racism. racism. <laughs> you are grasping at straws, big time now. No man, it's a great car. It's just a big Fiesta estate. What? No one be needs that. that. <laughs> That's the Fiesta thing. I, I haven't heard so a single good argument yet. Oh, car. oh, it's a great oh, food. It's basically just Branston pickle with big lumps but of more strawberry in it. No need. I'm good on a saga holiday. This was Gareth Jones on speed. He was Jonathan. Goodbye. He was Zog. Goodbye. He was Richard. You're going to have to speak up. I I can't hear you over confusion. (laughs) It's so tall. I may have lost the battle, but it was entertaining. (laughs) To send us an email, see pictures, get song lyrics, join our Facebook fan site or follow us on Twitter, go to garethjones.tv. Gareth Jones on Speed is made in London by Whizbang. Gareth Jones on Speed!